Hey, welcome to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Hey, today we have Missing Wall Boys basketball coach James Reed. What's good, man? Not much. Couldn't appreciate you guys more for having me on. Hey, no problem. We, uh, we're glad you accepted. Absolutely. We're glad you accepted. So how's everything been going over uh, the preseason? It's, it's, we had a great summer. You know, we've really got um, a whole kind of a new group coming up. Um, and so it was, a lot of it was, you know, kind of just putting in some basic foundation pieces with in chemistry type stuff. Um, and, and honestly, I, I couldn't be more excited for what we have coming up. Um, you know, it's, uh, we've got a lot of talent, especially, um, you know, it's some of our younger guys. Um, the freshman, sophomore class is really, really strong. The junior class is really strong. So um, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of great things coming from this group um, from what I've seen, you know, because from what I've seen, it's, it's, it's going to be a team that, you know, plays together, works hard, and, and, and I think a Miss Cinewall team that, um, you know, our community is proud of. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It sounds like our upcoming season is going to look good. Yeah, well, it's it's so so this season it's going to be um, we're going to have some character building. We've had guys that are working harder than um, ever have. You know, some of that work ethic, um, that extra work ethic. I think we've always had athletes that have worked really hard, but skill wise in basketball, I think Landon Swanner kind of set a new precedent um, for what it was to to work skill wise. Um, and now I think we've got four or five kids that are just, you know, I mean, we, we have five kids that got up over 5,000 shots this summer, wow. um, not on their own with a coach in the gym. Man. Um, and then on top of that, you know, those five kids are probably have, have played 20 to 30 AAU games and um, have their own AAU practices on top of that. So uh, I couldn't be more excited about where we're going to go because, you know, the sky's the limit when you got kids that are willing to work right. with you and without you at uh-huh. the same time. Um, you know, I just I couldn't be more excited for, for where things are going. And on top of that, probably even more exciting is the commitment to the weight room that we've had this summer. Um, I'd say we've, we had 75, 80% of our kids and, and main players not miss more than a couple days That's good. Um, at weights throughout the summer. And if you look at football, I think that Coach Funk really started it um, even before I came back seven years ago or so. And um, football really lifted hard. And I think, you know, those sectional championships that came out of that, um, that that was, I really believe, from the lifting and the confidence they got from that. Um, and and over the past four or five years, you know, basketball has been, you know, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a process of getting them to buy into it, but they're bought into it. And I can't wait to see what what produce what production comes from the yeah. confidence that comes yeah. from you know lifting consistently. Yeah, bigger, stronger, faster. Right, Ted. Well, that and success breeds success. So, and then a side note to you saying that how these kids are working out. I see quite a few of them go across the street. Yeah. Um, and quite I, a few times a week. So, yeah, so I'm limited in what I can do. You know, right. so, like, right now this is our last week um, that I can work with the guys, right. and then we've got to take a break to make sure that, you know, I'm not taking from football and, you know, kids are playing football that um, need to play football. And it's really a great thing that, you know, kids get a break from me. Um, but to have, you know, our community with Bill Corey, you know, right across the street uh-huh. uh, from, from here that, you know, kids are in there all the time yes. working. Yep. Um, and, you know, it, and like you said, success breeds success. Really, that was, um, you know, Landon and a couple of those guys that, that broke into there, got Bill to open it up mm-hmm. for them. And um, now, I, you, you know, you see kids all the way down through middle school, even some elementary kids that are finding time to go in there. And yes. what a blessing it is to have, you know, someone in our community that's mm-hmm. willing to, you know, open the door, give some key, kids the keys to the gym that um, are a part of our our program because I mean some of the success that we've seen that sectional championship you know the grant fours that we've won um, a lot of that was the kids working on their own and right and to work on your own you've got to have access so yep true um, we couldn't be more lucky so 
let's go back a little bit. When and where did you first start coaching? So I started coaching. Actually, I got finished playing at Manchester, um, and I had one more year of student teaching. And so I started coaching. I was an assistant coach um, really my last year of college with Coach Gary Gosher in Manchester, who's a great coach, great guy. Um, and then um, after I went left there, I um, was with Chris Smedley at Madison Grant um, for one year, and I coached freshman with him. Um, and then I went um, to North Miami, um, and I was a JV and varsity assistant there for three years. Um, and then I came back to Mississinawal under Coach Everts um, for three years before I, before I took over. So. Okay. So, Manchester, you played college ball there. Yeah. What was that experience like? Um, it, it was great. You know, I played at Morgan State my freshman year, um, which is Division I, uh, mid-major. And right. then I went from there, and I played at Manchester, which is Division Three. Um, and I can tell you it's, there's not much difference between, you know, playing the number one team in the nation, um, which we did my freshman year, and then playing, you know, the number one team in Division Three. Right. Um, the only difference is how big and mm-hmm. unor- unordinarily big the um, Division One players yep. are. Um, and the work ethic, I mean, I, I honestly felt like it was harder for me um, to play at the Division three level because the defense was so much more intense. Right. You know, you got tall athletic people, well, they kind of take advantage and they're a little bit lazy and you can get by them. And, um, but when you play Division three kids that are paying for school and they're working yep. for it, yep. that's a whole different level of intensity. Um, and I think Landon Swanner is finding that out right now. He's playing at Defiance, and he's, I think he started every game his freshman year, and it's – you know, it's different. With as talented right. as Landon is, um, Division Three is, 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 is it's a battle. And, yeah. And, and, it, and it's exciting, I think, where before when I was in school, you know, Division One was separate, I think, even with um, talent and ability. But you see with IWU, oh. when I was in college, IWU was a – who wants to play at right. IWU? Right. Like, that's, right. you know, no one would want to do that. And now it's, you know, every bit as good as a mid-major Division One program. Yeah. So it is. Um, you know, I think that part of college basketball is, 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 is impressive right now, how through all levels there's so much competition and, and more nor- notoriety. I, I talked to a local here, and he, he was an incredible, incredible football player, and he said when he got to college, everybody's fast. Yeah. The linemen are fast. Yeah. Everybody's fast. Yeah, and we talk about that a lot. If, if you want, for our high school kids, you know, if you want whatever you want, you've got to work harder than those other guys that want the same thing as you. And it's, if, you know, if you want to play college basketball, you can't want to be the best player at Mrs. Inouye. You've got to work harder than the best player at Oak Hill. You've got to work right. harder than the best player at Carmel. You know, uh-huh. the, you've got to work. So that's what your goal should be um, if, for, if you want to get what you want. Otherwise, you're just hoping to get lucky, and that's right. That, and I think we've been through enough life to know that that doesn't always work out <laughs> that way. That's true. Um, but when you put in the effort and you work for something and you truly believe in yourself, um, even when you don't get what you want, you're satisfied and you end up getting what you want, if yep. that makes any sense. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so I don't know. That's what we're trying to breed anyway with, yeah. with, with the boys that we're bringing up. Well, I mean, it, it starts further back than that, right? I mean, I, I ask every coach that comes on here what's your idea ideal developmental program look like um you know i i think the biggest thing right now is for kids to have fun with with whatever sport there is they're doing um and and to to have fun with the skills portion of it yeah um you know i think you know that winning is a huge part of the development and learning how to lose is a huge part of the development um but i think if we could get kids excited about, you know, the, the dribbling, the, the passing, the, 
you know, the blocking, if it's football or, you know, the, the knowledge pieces of it, which I think we have, which I think the Miss Cinewall community, I think those kids, I mean, I think we're going to really see some of those dividends pay in the next five or six years. Um, but, you know, I, I, my favorite thing is getting kids excited about the skill portion of it. Because, again, what's, what, how do you separate yourself from everybody else that's doing the same thing? Well, mm-hmm. everybody's watching the NBA guys. Everyone's learning those skills. Everyone's individually, you know, working their butts off and have all the information they want. So how do we separate ourselves? And I think it's having fun, you know, with the skill portion of it, with mm-hmm. the working. Because I think that's where the true love of the game comes out. Everybody loves to watch it. Mm-hmm. But not everybody likes to work at it. And, and right. you know, I think that's the transition that I love seeing at the high school level is kids that came in, like Preston McCann right now, who's, who's going to be a junior for us next year. He came in, and if we didn't have open gym, he wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, um, and all of a sudden now, you know, that kid's calling me like, hey, can I get in the gym? I was like, you know, I've only got an hour, Preston. Um, and that's where I just came from. We just yeah. got 600 threes up in the last hour. Um, and so and he's got practice tonight, you know, but uh-huh. breeding that love for – um, you know, I just want to get better. How can I, yep. you know, just, I, I just, I'm going to trust the process. Yeah. I'm going to trust if I work harder than everybody else, I'm going to get what I want. And, and you know, we've had guys like Cree Young um, and, and now Preston McCann that's kind of following that same footsteps that, you know, have changed my vision of who they could be as a player. Um, and I think if, if you can learn that skill, um, that's going to take you through life better than, you know. Yeah, the one at part of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is, is only, you know, a, a kid can only do it themselves you can want it for them but if they don't want it it's it never pans out but uh uh this past uh basketball season for the rec league around here i i had a good time uh watching some of these young kids do the skills because i i really i really feel like some of that's going by the wayside the fundamental part of all of it yeah and i think that you know i i'd say maybe you know you know, a while ago, maybe there wasn't enough of it, but I, I really, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of Old Miss U Sports and, and where things have been headed, um, you know, the last few years because, you know, I, I do feel like, you know, the parents, everybody in the community involved is really focused on what can we do best for these kids and how can we mm. um, not just provide the best game atmosphere or the best concessions or whatever it is, but how can we really, you know, you know, feed these kids. And I see that with the coaches, you know, that some coaches that don't know anything about the sport that they're coaching, you know, they, they're completely bought in, they're passionate about it. Um, and I think, you know, listening to you guys talk to Gonzo, that's, you know, yeah. you know, that's when, you know, their mm-hmm. class, you know, that's what it was. It was the parents in that class right. and how passionate they were not to just teach them sports, but to teach them life. Yep. Um, and I think that we have that in a lot of the classes that we have. And, and as a head coach, that's what I see. I see, you know, you know, you know, you look at the classes that are super talented. Well, if you look behind the scenes a little bit. You know, it's not just the kids were born talented. There's right. been parents and people working mm-hmm. with them, you know, and putting their, you know, their life on, you know, kind of the shelf for a second to, to go do for their kids and for the kids in their community. Um, and and I, like I said, like right now in Gas City, that's what you have. Right. Um, and, and I think it's only building and snowballing on itself. And um, again, I can't wait to see the dividends that are going to be that we're going to we're going we're gonna to get from that. Reap those rewards. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's that's like you talk about the excitement, and I've seen you in action with with the the young kids, and they they love doing those drills. And somebody else that is great with the kids in this community is Daniel Elkins. Absolutely, he he's about these kids. Mm-hmm. Very and, passionate man. Yep, <laughs> and that's you know I see that in you when you're working with these younger kids, and you know 
there all the time about, are we playing a game at the end? Are we playing a game at the end? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, there is the excitement there. Now, I want to talk about IW for a minute because you and Coach Tonegal have a pretty good relationship, yeah, don't absolutely, you? absolutely, yeah. He's a great guy. Oh, absolutely. And, again, I, honestly, I just feel so lucky um, to have been put in the position I was in with, you know, IWU one of the best programs, not in NAIA, but in the country in any level of basketball um, right next to us. So, mm-hmm. as, you know, as I moved 12 inches over into the head coach's seat, you know, uh, really what I did, because you don't know what you don't know until you get there. Um, and even though I was a varsity assistant for 10 years before I was a head coach, you know, it, it's, it's a totally different world. And so I literally looked at IWU mm-hmm. and stole from him. You right. know, I, yep. I went to his clinics and and watch, what did you guys do? I asked them, you know, defensively, you know, what, what are you guys thinking in these situations? What are you guys telling your kids? And I literally, my first year especially, stole, just stole from him. And I think that gave me such a good foundation um, to be on the right path. I think that's why I was able to, to get through my first year or two without, you know, just looking like a complete fool. Um, so, and again, I owe a lot of that to Coach Clark and Coach Tonegal right. and Coach Osborne as well, um, all, all three um, at IWU. They, they just do so much for our community um, and our school. Um, it, it can't be understated. So. so did you get to watch the basketball tournament last night? Did you uh, get to see Mangus and Maxwell a on little ESPN? Bit, yeah, yep, a little bit. Isn't it impressive what, that, oh, what they build over there? Man? It, it's and, unreal. And when you're there and you're with them and you're watching it, like uh-huh. it's it's just so smooth. Like they just their relationship with the guys, like the guys just trust them so much. And and you look at Kyle Mangus, like he was a great player coming in, but I mean going out, look at who yeah. he is. Uh-huh. I mean, jeez. And and Maxwell, I mean, look at him. I mean, yeah, yeah he's huge and, and and talented. But that's a huge and talented isn't anything if you don't have the teaching right. and the work ethic behind right. it. So right. Um, again, we couldn't be more lucky and, and, and I couldn't be more lucky to have them as a mentor for sure. And, and I know with conversations I've had with you before, you know, you do have a dream that some of these six foot eight kids that's walking around yeah. play ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's a, it's been a long time since Miss Inouye's had a like a really tall kid. Yeah, if you find any, let me know. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely be talking to him. But that's that's another thing I think, you know, that you know, Ole Miss U Sports is doing a great job of, is, is, you know, how are we reaching all the kids in our community? You know, the kids that parents know about sports, the kids that parents don't know about sports, the kid that, you know, is in high school right now and is six foot six and I've never seen him play a sport right. or we don't uh-huh. know, like, where did he come from? Uh-huh. Uh, maybe he grew eight inches when right. he was in eighth grade, right. but he was looked over because, you know, he wasn't one of the best players when he was a kid. So, again, kudos to Ole Miss U Sports because that's, uh, that's what I see. I see kids of every ability, of every background, having a great time, working hard. Um, and I think, again, you're going to see some kids that are going to excel, at, you know, like, like we are right now that weren't good really in middle right. school or mm-hmm. weren't as good, um, but they work so hard that, you know, when, when they're, you know, talent or when puberty hits or whatever yep. it yep. is, um, we, we have access to, to helping those kids grow as well. Well, and that, that's something Conrad and I always try to tell these kids. So, you know, little Johnny over here might be the superstar right now. <laughs> I said, but some of you guys are going to catch him. You're going to be as tall as him, if not taller. Absolutely. They just got to realize that one day it's going to click. And, yeah. But they might score 60 in a, in a K1 game. <laughs> yeah. But who knows what well, <laughs> the next five years are going to bring. Yeah, I've, I've just seen it so much. Talent is talent. And we've had some mm-hmm. talented kids, but we've also had some the other side of it. The other 50%, 55% is 
you know, what's your work ethic? Uh-huh. Are you willing to work harder than those guys uh-huh. um, that are just born a little bit more talented than you? And that's um, and that's that's such a big deal to believe in yourself. And I say it to the guys all the time: you've just got to be dumb enough to believe in yourself because no one else is going to believe right. in you. Uh-huh. But once they see you believe in you, all they're gonna they don't have time to figure out if you're actually going to be good enough to play varsity. If you believe in yourself, everybody else is going to believe in you, and the world will make it happen. Uh-huh. Um, and that's and again, that's something I think that. It's starting to rub off on our guys. And, and again, if, if you put in maximum effort and you don't reach your goal, you're going to feel great about it anyway yeah, because you, you're going to know I did everything I could uh-huh. um, to reach my goal. Um, and, and, and if you do that, then, you know, life and everything is going to take – you'll get what you want. And then, you know what, maybe that thing that you wanted so bad wasn't really what you wanted in, right, in the end. Right. So, um, a, a, again, I think that's – that's where you know a lot of our mindsets are as basketball players, and we've still got some guys we're trying to string along and get to buy into themselves, confidence-wise, and um, you know consistency-wise. And um, again, I think over the next few years, we're really going to see the fruits of that labor. I do too. I do too. I'm ready for them to be ripe. Yeah. Well, the good news is too. I think they're going to be gritty because this year coming up, we're going to be really young. Um, I think, you know, we've got some freshmen that I think are going to be really talented, some sophomores and some juniors. So I think we're going to have a solid, solid young group. But, man, our schedule is going to be brutal. Um, every, it seems like everybody we play, especially our sectional now, has everybody back uh-huh. this upcoming yeah. year. So our sectional is Oak Hill, who lost five games last year, and they've got every single piece of that team back. Um, we've got Norwell, who won the sectional and lost three games last year and have every piece of that team back. And they're probably not too happy with us because we were one of those three losses last year. <laughs> so I'm sure they're going to want a little revenge. Peru lost one kid and lost three games last year and have everybody else back. Belmont, who that was really good in the sectional and beat us, um, they have every piece back. So it's just wow. going to be um, such a great learning experience for our kids because I, I guarantee you those games aren't going to – everyone's going to think we're just going to get blown out. But I think we're going to have a gritty team um, that's going to be coachable, that's going to listen, that's going to work together, and they're going to surprise some people, I think, this year. And if we can, we can have some success against those teams that – they won't see again the rest of their high school. They're right. going to be that team yeah. after next year. Yeah. Um, if we can compete and, and play with those teams, I mean, what you know, what great confidence they're going to have going mm-hmm. into the following year when it's all underclass guys right. now, yeah. and they're the upper class uh-huh. for the next two years. So. First game's Yorktown, right? Marion. Or Marion. Marion, yep. And, phew, man, man alive. If you didn't see Marion play this summer, I don't know where they found them, but they're <laughs> huge. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of talent to go with it, so – um, that's going to be a fun atmosphere and a great first game for our guys. And that'll be home this year, won't it? Or is I, that? You know, I believe it is. And honestly, I, I think it's think. home, but we didn't – I can't tell didn't you. didn't play last year, right? Right. Yeah. Right. COVID? No, they – No, we did play last year. It was two oh, years yeah. ago. Two years ago. Yeah, so that's we'll right. That's right. We'll be that's home. right. Yeah. That's right. Because that's uh, – like I said, but as long as we're competing – no, yeah, and I think we will. Like, we've got guys that are going to fight to the death and battle, and, um, you know, and that's, that's what you want. That's what championship teams have. You've know, yep. you got to have talent, but you've also got to fight through the, the hard spots. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are. Um, you know, it's, every team is fighting for their life mm-hmm. out there, and, and you've got to have some grit. You've got you've to be able to take some punches. You have to have had taken some punches um, to learn how to kind of walk through those. And, yep. um, you know, I'm excited because, you know, we're going to go through it next year. You know, yep. we're going to go through the ups and downs. There's a hundred percent sure, and that couldn't be more exciting to me. Oh yeah, um, because that's, that's what builds greatness. Uh huh. That's true. That's because like, we kind of coach the t- 
talked to Coach Ledick about that last week. That you know, a lot of high schools now they're doing what the colleges started out. You're beefing up your schedule, yep, just to prepare you for the tournament. Yep, absolutely. And, um, and and I think next year's schedule. Last year's schedule was really tough, but next year's schedule is going to be even tougher. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a hard balance to look at. But, you know, uh, over my four years, honestly, when we've played teams that we're a lot better than, we don't play well. You mm-hmm. know, we're not focused for those games. And yep. so um, there's really no point to us not to beef up our schedule with who we're going to play. If we want to be a team that can win a state championship in two years, three years, we've got to play the teams that can win a state championship. Right, right. And so that's where we're going to be next year. We're going to be fighting. We're going to be battling. And I think we're going to come out of it with some scars but we're going to come out of it with some scars that, that you know, are, are, are better than where we came in. Right, you know? right. Um, we're going to be battle ready, and, and I think I've got kids already that I'm ready to go to battle. Right. So I'm uh-huh. excited. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk a little bit of middle school? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, middle school, um, we've, got, we've had a lot of talent there. We've won two out of the last three years. I think we've won conference in the eighth grade. Um, and seventh grade, I think maybe two, um, which is pretty common, I think, for Mississippi. Honestly, I think we win a whole lot CIC um, through those middle school years, and then um, everybody kind of catches up to us in high school, which is kind of what why we got up well, twenty five thousand, thirty thousand shots this year. Right, so we've yeah, got to make right. sure we're keeping pace. So, I I I think middle school is the bottleneck yeah. of. Because that's when kids are deciding what two sports or oh, three 100%. sports. You know, they're going into high school. And I, me and Ted have a huge conversation about middle school because I feel like all those games in middle school, they're still practice. And not that they mean nothing, because they do mean something, but the wins do not uh, – they haven't equated in yep. the past. Yeah. You know, they haven't transferred over. And I've been of the mindset of I think every single kid that, you know, from starter to end of the bench should be rotated and and get some game time experience and not get garbage minutes because a lot of the times some of those starters – it, even some of the best starters, they don't go out for basketball. Yeah. They go out for baseball or track, or and it, it, it's disheartening. But yeah. you know, I, I understand. You know, everybody wants to win. Well, I mean, I think that's and and today's it used to be a little bit easier because everybody had an A team, everybody had a B team, and you were able to work through. You know, having. 15 or 20 guys, but that's where, you know, this last year or two, we've really had to, you know, cut down, you know, how many guys are we going to keep, you know, and, and because how many guys are even going to be here? Some classes you don't even have enough to make cuts, and then, you know, some classes, like lately, these last three or four years, um, when energy's been kind of a little bit better, we've had we've had to cut, you know, several kids in middle school, which I hate doing, mm-hmm. um, because you don't know who's going to come from those classes, and in fact, if if I could go back to a few years ago and some of the cuts that were made in middle school, I wonder right now if some of those kids wouldn't be really good varsity basketball players right. for us. Right. Um, and I think that we're also in the spot at Mississippi where you know are we a are we a Noblesville? Are we a, a bigger school? Or are we a smaller school? And it's our size has changed. You know, it's not uh-huh. where it's not a, a high two A or a small three A, and so it's harder to compete and have kids working as hard as they are individually throughout. You know their seasons you know multiple seasons in a row because you look at ben davis i went on a flight this last summer 
and there was probably 20 Ben Davis kids, and I could tell they came from football camp. And I was like, do you guys go to Ben Davis? They're like, yeah, we're all freshmen, and we're just flying back from defensive, defensive back camp. Like a whole team of it's like 20 guys, freshmen, just freshmen. And I was like, well, how many of you guys play basketball? They said, none of us play basketball. Wow. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Man. Like, because it was 20 straight athletes. It uh-huh. was like not 20 like made goofy kids. This was 20 like real deal athletes. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, yeah, we don't have time for that. All we do is work on being defensive backs. That's all we do. And I was like, well, you know, that was kind of my like eye-opening. Like, if you go, like, how many kids, you know, down in, in, in you know, the, you know, Fishers area, Noblesville, Carmel area are playing three sports? Mm-hmm. I don't think you find very many mm-hmm. at all. But in our community, we've got to be able to share. We've yeah. got to be able to do yep. that. Yep. And we want that. Like, that's right. you, you definitely need to play multiple sports. Uh-huh. We've only seen the benefits from that. Mm-hmm. But we're at such a, a big size where there's so much competition bottlenecked up and into kind of, you know, the football class. I mean, they've got a lot of spots with a lot of competition. Basketball, like, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you right now who my top seven is. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea there's so much competition there. Um, and so how do those kids separate? And it's, you know, you co- luckily for us, Coach Burrish and I work really, really well together, and, and, you know, we communicate really, really well and are able to share those kids in a, in a way where I can have Nolan Quarter for basketball. Right. Even though he's, you know – you know, the, the mind of the football team, the quarterback, you know, he's got to really be bought in there. You know, we make sure that he could come with us to the, um, to, you know, compete training academy over into the barn right. uh, where we went last week. You know, because mm-hmm. right now he's gearing up for, you know, football season. And right. He's the main component of that. But I was also able to steal him last Friday and make sure we got some team chemistry stuff done. Right. Um, so, again, I think we're in a good spot where we've got major athletes that are playing multiple sports. Um, for for Mrs. Senewal, which is which is, you know, I was I was a little worried about it a few right. years ago, honestly, yeah. and I think we're to the point where, you know, a good basketball player, you're going to see them on the football field uh-huh. or the baseball field, which or the, especially the track right now, right? Yeah, um, we've got some great athletes, so it's it's ex- an exciting time right now, and I think Coach Young is is really to blame for most of that great <laughs> great chemistry because he really breeds it through his leadership, right, and, and, and everything that he does. Fantastic. That was one of my questions. I was going to ask you about single sport or multiple sport. What do you want them to do? So yeah, I mean, you already answered that one. I think so a multi sport athlete yep. is is well rounded. At least two sports. At least two. That's yep. and that's where I used to say three, and I used yep. to be hard set on three, three, three. But again, the size that we are right now, uh-huh. it, it's I, and that's not me saying I want kids just to play basketball. It's right. hard for the, it's hard on their body. Oh yeah, look at Jackson Ott. A 14-year-old last year started every single football game mm-hmm. and then started every single basketball right. game. And he was 14. He had never even been in high school uh-huh. or competed at that <laughs> level. And at the end of the summer, you know, he's dead, you know, because yeah. he's willing to buy in and do everything you tell him to do. Yes, he is. And do the extra work. So, uh-huh. you know, you just got to be careful when, you know, you, we've got kids that dreams are a little bit higher than, you know, I just want to play high school varsity basketball. You know, we've got kids saying, I want to go play at North Carolina right mm-hmm. now. I want to go play at Indiana. Right. Well, okay. You know, if that's your dream, let's let's facilitate that. Uh-huh. Let's make sure we're working towards that. So Yeah, um, push towards it. Yeah, it's exciting. We're going to take a break and a uh, little word from our beverage sponsor. Onan Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs. Specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest. Now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC. 
And we're back. We're here with Coach James Reed. How we doing, sir? Fantastic. Good. Beautiful good. day. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It, it rained a little bit. And now, you know, I, I'm over the mugginess. But, <laughs> but yeah, the like, grass is green again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's going to take a while. But, uh, you know, when, when you got these kids that, are, that have these D1 dreams, mm-hmm. how, how do you, you know, keep their feet on the ground? Uh, honesty, honestly, because if, if that's your dream, that's, I mean, that's a lot of work. And so, yeah. you know, for a kid, you know, you know, we've, we've got a freshman right now that I think is going to be really good and his dreams are really, really high. And, um, so we've been talking about that, but you know, if, if your dream is that I'm going to be real with you and then tell, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, you got to work harder than everybody else that mm-hmm. you wants that same dream. Um, and I think, you know, from what I've seen, you know, that's what he wants. And I think he's going to work towards that. And so, you know, my job then is, you know, to facilitate that, you know, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's what I tell our kids that have a dream of, you know, if you want to go play division one basketball, that's great, but you've got to make sure you, you take care of our team first. I'll, I'll go behind the scenes and I'll take care of that for you. And, and we'll work towards that me and you. Um, but you just make sure that, you know, while you're here with us, you're, you're doing everything you can for this team mm-hmm. and, and you're making sure that you're a teammate first. Um, and again, I think that's translated really well. I think, um, you know, the guys that have wanted to play in college, I've, I've pretty much gotten those opportunities um, if they've wanted them. Um, and, and, again, I think that go, that, that's a testament to the work ethic that, you know, they're starting to figure out. You know, it's, it's, it's hearing something from somebody, um, seeing somebody do something and experiencing something are three totally different things. Mm-hmm. When, when, so, you know, we had to start at the beginning, you know, and that's where Landon was kind of the start of that. You know, we had guys before him that, you know, had started things, but Landon really took off with it um, and showed people what you could do um, when you put in the work mm-hmm. ethic. It was just, you know, and I think he's having a fantastic time at Defiance. You know, he, but he was in that class of, you know, everybody got to reclass. Yeah. So everybody uh-huh. got five years. So every single college kid, coach, got every single player back. Right. In the yep. year that, you know, he graduated. It was, yeah. And that's, you know, and, and, but again, I think, you know, everything works out for a reason. He found himself in a spot where, you know, he's, he's being taken care of. And, you know, he's, he was a leader on the team his mm-hmm. freshman year. And um, he's really getting to showcase what, what he can do as an athlete. And, and for me, as a coach in, in our program, you know, now our kids have seen it. You know, right. so now yep. you've, they've heard it. Now they've seen it, somebody be successful at it. Now they're ready to experience right. it, you know, because yep. they've seen it, they've heard it. Hey, that now I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I think, you know, our younger kids, you know, we're breeding a lot of the um, excitement from, you know, it, it just kind of layers, you know. Right. Like Landon, yep. you know, got a lot of the guys that are in varsity right now excited. Uh-huh. Well, these guys that are, you know, excited right now are, are, are getting younger guys excited, mm-hmm. you know, and, and going and picking guys up, not just working for themselves, right. but bringing other mm-hmm. guys to the gym, yep. um, which is which is you know, which is a huge thing. You know, like going and picking up freshmen who they're competing with and going to working with uh-huh. them. Um, you know, it's, it's it's that's that's where I feel like our program has come the farthest. Where you know some of the things that a head coach you got to work so hard at, our players are just taking care of it for me. And 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 again, when you have that kind of leadership 
um, through the players. You know, even though we're not going to be the most talented team because of the talent we see this um, upcoming year, I think we're going to believe in each other and we're going to believe in ourselves. And, you know, look at Noblesville last year, mm-hmm. you know, a team we had no business beating. But, man, when it clicks and you guys trust each other and, and you know, everything, you're, you're in the middle of a battle and things are moving fast and that's what you have to do is trust each other, um, I think that's where, you know, you see that success come on top and that, and that chemistry um, and, and culture win um, at the end of the day. So, and I, I think that's a key right there is the culture you're building. Yeah. And that's too many people take that for granted. Yeah. I mean, well, whether, that's everything. Whether, whether it's a, yeah, it's everything. it is. It's everything it really in life, is. and it is. Go back. What other sports did you play? About all of them. So my dad was the varsity wrestling coach when I was, like, a really little kid. So, honestly, I grew up wrestling um, before I ever played basketball. Then I played football. Um, I played I, – I golf. I still golf. Um, I ran track. You know, I pitched. I played baseball. So I, I was, like, a five-sport athlete <laughs> throughout, my, throughout my high school career. But um, basketball was pretty much always what I focused right. on. I just kind of played everything else. We, uh, when I was uh, – I think I was in sixth or seventh grade. I might have been in seventh grade. Uh, we had to shoot free throws to pay for our, our shoes, and they were the Converse React juice, <laughs> you know, the uh, grandmama. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this sounds horrible. I was a horrible free throw shooter. <laughs> so your dad actually helped me pay for this. Oh, shoes. no. Oh, yeah. pay. I was going to say, he didn't yeah. teach you to shoot, did he? Because that, <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. He actually helped me pay for this shoes. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> so, okay, go back to when you were in youth. It was probably, it was probably still three-way rack back then, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. You, you remember any coaches back then? Oh. It really stood out to you. So the coaches that made me were Daryl Davis and, and Russ Corbin. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Daryl Davis was Travis Davis's dad, uh-huh. and, and Russ Corbin was um, Alex Corbin's dad. And I just happened to be lucky enough to be in the same class with those two guys. Yep. Um, and then really, I owe every, I mean, pretty much everything I do to them. I mean, like, I would not be where I'm at. I wouldn't have done what I did. I would have, um, you know, probably you know who knows where i would have been or what i would have been doing if, if i didn't have you know basketball in my life uh-huh. growing up so um daryl davis and russ pretty much tag teamed us all the way from um third third grade all the way to eighth grade playing you know 30 to 50 games a summer uh-huh. sacrificing their lives and their time when they're working 40 plus hours a week um and again everything that you know like i said you know those those classes that stand out it's not just because those kids are good at basketball right. it's mm-hmm. because behind the scenes somebody's sacrifice and somebody's working really hard for those kids and that's who i had that's what we had um and and again i it, you know our our class uh, i think my junior and senior year we had just seven or my senior year we had eight seniors wow um, which is for a coach to keep eight to keep eight seniors that's really i mean that says something about that class because uh-huh. you're kind of sacrificing you know a year or two under that for, uh-huh. for that class and yep. um you know that that's why we had it well, we had adam mumal who was six foot eight yep um and a beast and went you know saginaw valley um we had adam Skeens, who i still to this day i think is the best center i've seen at mississippi and he's five foot eleven mm-hmm. um and and you know we had we had you know drew drew hosier um, who just lived right down the street here was one of our guards, Cameron Brandt. Like, we just had all these guys that knew how to play and trusted each other, um, and, and all that came from Russ and Daryl. Mm-hmm. And we had great – Coach Young and Coach Hodson in high school and Coach Young Sr. 
um, when I was in eighth grade and, and Coach May, Richie May, right. when, when I was a set. So I, we, we were lucky enough to have some really good coaches right. yeah. um, that sacrificed and, and, and did a lot for us. And, and again, three-way rec was, 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 was amazing back then. It was, 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 I mean, I can just – I mean, I'm sure – I don't know if there was problems or not, but I remember as a kid I just thought it was the greatest thing ever right. in every single sport. And, and um, you, know, it, you know, the parent involvement, the kid involvement, just – um, the competition, the, the, just everything was, you know, I have nothing but fond memories of three-way wreck and, and my experience growing up. Yeah. Daryl and Russ, they, they are. They're, they're both great guys. They really are. Do you have any of uh, your favorite coaches that you can remember all the way back then? Yeah, how old I am. The, did you guys chuck rocks at each other? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got to remember, when yeah. I played Little League, you were lucky if your team had helmets. We used to have to wear them earmuff things. Okay. All right. That was a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> Actually, back when I was in high school, that's when um, uh, Ted's daughter, Brittany, was in high school. And just, I mean, that, the, so Ted, same thing in that class, you know. I mean, that's one of yeah. the prettiest shots I've ever seen. Uh, I still remember when, they, when she hit the three to win the sectional championship over at Oak Hill. I mean, that was one of the coolest experiences um, in a game I had in high school. Yeah, they they had a good team. They yeah. really did. At September Harness, Tabitha yep. Mead. Yep. But, again, they don't have a good team unless there's somebody in the background mm-hmm. working and putting in that time. I think you see it with girls softball. I've yeah. seen some really yep. cool stuff mm-hmm. um, with, with, our younger, with our younger girls. Again, that doesn't happen unless you have those people that yeah. are working their butts off for that. So I love, I love good key players that, you know, the parents had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Not, like I said, I would have been a wrestler. I had no business playing basketball. I, no one's tall in my family. Yeah. I just happened to be a tall person. Like that doesn't make any sense, you know. But because I had two parents that were putting in time for their community, uh-huh. you know, look what it, look look where it took me, you know. And so that's um, that's what community is, and that's why you know coming back to Gas City, you know, I really I, I just really wish that you know you know people that have left Gas City would come check it out because it's it's probably not the place that they left, you know. It's it's such a great wholesome community and. I think in the next 10 years, I mean, you're going to see it's just 10 times better because the yep. people are putting in the time, they're putting in the effort, and I don't, I don't think that's happening in every community around our state mm-hmm. or, or especially the world right now. So um, I think Gas City area, Grant County area, um, Jonesboro area, I mean, it's just a great place to be living and, and, and to be growing a family right now. And, and like you said, it does. It takes, it takes a tribe because, you know, there's – so many single parent homes mm-hmm. where you know maybe mom doesn't know anything about sports yeah, no so parent homes and grandma or grandparents yeah. yeah you know how it is mm-hmm. i mean it's so it takes people in your community that's gonna to take the time for those yeah. those kids that are maybe less fortunate mm-hmm. but that's uh so who, who would be your biggest influence that got you into coaching honestly i I admired Coach Young. He was my high school coach. Um, and, you know, I just – I remember thinking I always wanted to be a pilot growing up. And then, you know, that dream kind of went to the wayside because I decided to go play basketball in college and you couldn't do both. And um, But I always just thought he had the coolest life, you know. Mm-hmm. He got to coach basketball, do the thing he loved. He got to, you know, be with, with students during the day. And, um, and I just really – you know, liked that lifestyle and, and I loved basketball. You know? right. and so, I mean, honestly, basketball got me into teaching, got me into um, a lot of those things. And then I ended up loving teaching and I ended mm-hmm. up, you know, loving teaching more than I loved basketball. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, you know, again, basketball has opened the door for, for so many things in my life that I wouldn't have loved, wouldn't have known I loved. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'd, I'd really say Coach Young and Coach Cole Scott, I, you know, I think both of those guys, you know, put some words and some phrases into my head that, you know, I was able to live by. Um, you know, Coach Cole Scott was a man of few words, but, you know, one day in practice he pulled me to the side and he said, James, quit playing like a sophomore. Just play like a senior. <laughs> like if you just, in your mind, be a senior. Stop being a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, like it clicked. I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Well, I, can, I can act. I'm decent at <laughs> acting like something else, I guess. So I just acted like a senior and my whole attitude about myself changed. The confidence about myself changed just by viewing myself in a different uh-huh. way. Um, and so that one sentence that he probably doesn't remember or he just said, you know, that one sentence I lived my whole life by. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not a head coach, but you know what? Maybe let's act like a head uh-huh. coach. You know, I'm not a teacher, but I'm going to act like a teacher. Right. And then it's funny how the world just kind of will view you the way that you, as long as you really believe in it and you really want it, um, the world will accept it. Because mm-hmm. um, I am guarantee you when I graduated high school, I was not in any kind of, you know, <laughs> I would. There's no yeah. way I would have thought that I would be able to do this. Yeah. Um, just I wasn't very mature, you know, and it, and it took a long time. But it took a lot of um, that mentorship and, and and again, men taking time out of their lives to to tell me something. Coach Elliot, um, Mrs. McPherson, when I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. they pulled me to the side, and that's when Braden Bushman was a beast, you know, yep. his yep. senior year. Um, and so that's all I cared about in there. Uh-huh. But I wasn't being serious in school, and I wasn't. And they pulled me into a room. I'll never forget it. And they said, James, if you want to do this, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I had never viewed myself in a way like that. But just, you know, having someone that's having people in your life that are willing to say, I believe in you, even though they probably right. shouldn't at that time. <laughs> um, you know, that that just pays such dividends for 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 humans, because, I mean, as, as a kid, confidence is everything, especially in yeah. middle school and right. high school. Like that's mm-hmm. your whole life is built off yeah. of confidence. You don't have any other experience, you know. Um, and if you've got people in your life that believe in you, that's that's so much of the battle. And I see it all the time with people, with our kids, that you can tell there's probably people in their life that don't believe in them right. or aren't taking the time. And that's where um, I think that my job, get, I'm gonna, I get to do something special and, and raise the bar and show kids what expectations are. And, um, and I'm going to hold you to those expectations, right. but I'm still going to love right. you to death at the same time. Yep. Um, I think that's that's my favorite part of this job anyway. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, Mrs. McPherson, you know, I had her in sixth grade. She was my all-time favorite teacher. And, and speaking of the McPherson's, you know, the day we had Chris Kaufman from the ICSAA on, he had actually had lunch with Herb that day. Yeah. Yeah. They were going over some Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah. That, that, was, that was pretty interesting. But uh, so... Things like now, let's jump into let people know exactly what you do at the school other than coaching. Yeah, um, so I teach special ed at the high school. Uh, it's mild intervention, so um, students might have autism, ADHD, um, a learning disability, um, anything like that. And I'm I'm the department chair in the special ed world too, which is my other love. Um, you know, that's I feel very lucky to get to do what I do in, in that space as well. Um, and again, with great leaders, um, you know, Mr. Quarter, Mrs. Resch, I mean, I, you know, Mr. Burbank, they, they've just done such a great job of, you know, a lot of, especially the last, when I came in to this school system seven years ago now, it's, it's kind of hard to believe. Um, but it, back then it was, teaching was getting very cut and dry. Like you need to teach this way or else you're teaching wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and that made teaching really difficult. And I was so lucky at Mrs. Sinawal where they let me 
do things the way that I wanted to do them um, best for our students because I think you can't be a great teacher unless you're doing that. Um, right. And again, to have the leadership of, of them allowing me to to kind of to kind of do that um, has has allowed I think for um, you know a great work environment and, and a place where you know teachers are happy to be. Um, and happy to help our students. And, and again, I think we couldn't be more lucky. Um, you know, I, I th- it's, like, it's like Mrs. Cinewall, honestly, is becoming a little college campus, mm-hmm. you know, where, where kids are just being, you know, you know, sheltered, brought in, taken care of, um, and, and, and getting to follow whatever dream it is they want. I mean, we, they, I mean our AP students, our gifted and talented program is unbelievable. Um, the opportunities that are offered at, at, at Mrs. Cinewall yeah. High School right now, it is, it is incredible. Um, so again, I just feel lucky to be a part of a community and, and a staff that um, takes care of and appreciates not only their students but um, teachers. So, see, and, and that's something I'll say because honestly, you know, I don't hear anything negative about our our school system. I mean, we we've got a board member right here. I've got a teacher and a coach right here. You know, and. I don't know. For me, it's like I, we had Tino Mitchner on. It's like I told he's a fireman. I mm-hmm. said, you know, Adam Skeens, you know, I said, people like you, you, know, you protect our community. You're heroes. Police officers, anybody in emergency services, teachers, coaches. You're watching our kids every day. That pe- and anybody in the military as well. You know, that, to me, that, those are the heroes. It's not these NBA players or these NFL players or it's it's just people that that care so you know I'm proud to call you guys friends and a lot of people look up to you guys not me I'm (laughs) (laughs) 5'7 well Ted again couldn't be luckier to have you I mean again with what we've done in the basketball program I mean it's what you've done for our youth is um, you know it's couldn't be understated it's again again but again that's what i think this whole community is right now it's just it people is. that are it is are bought into uh, what can we do and and yeah we've got you know arguments or but that's people being passionate about right, you know right. their community and, and wanting things to be better and again i think at the end of the day um everything's going to be the best for our students and our kids and that's and that's what we want you know are we built are we graduating kids when they're out of here that are wanting to become great citizens and, mm-hmm. um, you know, better themselves and, and, you know, find that satisfaction in their lives because they're confident and they're, mm-hmm. they're following their dreams, you know, and, and, and not just following them blindly, but with right. the tools to, to actually reach those dreams. And, and again, I think, you know, we're just, I mean, in a, in a great spot in our community where I think the foundation is there and it's built and it's been built. And it's, and, and again, I think that foundation is going to um, breed some mighty things here in, in the next years. I'm ready for it. Yeah, it I, I'm, I'm like Coach. I, it's coming. It's coming. You know, it, we did neglect one thing, though. You know, Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so um, actually a big congratulations to my wife right now. I'm glad I get to do this publicly. Um, she just got a huge promotion over at uh, Marion Community School. She's the director of preschool. Wow. Um, services now so yeah i'm really excited for her good um i know she's gonna rock star that um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great fit uh, but so that's my wife um she's from etna green indiana triton who has a great basketball program up there as well <laughs> um uh, and then i have two two boys i've got an eight-year-old um preston and i've got a three-year-old paxton um who go to mississippi and, and again I, I couldn't be more proud of those two and that's right um you know it's you know they they're like the 
child of the basketball team and get picked <laughs> on by all the basketball players and um, you know, I, again, I couldn't be lucky more more lucky to do what I do because um, you know to do that to, to have my boys get to experience you know um, kids bettering their lives and, and becoming adults. Right. Uh, as a young boy, I mean, as as a dad, I don't I don't think you could find a better thing for your kids to be around. So I agree. I agree. I just that's feel really blessed and lucky to be able to to let them be around it. And and that's like any of you guys that coach, your wife's got to be the hero too because they have to. They hear everything in the stands, oh, <laughs> social well, media, whatever. It is. And they just put up with me. Yeah. Like that's that's the biggest part. Like I, I really don't know how my wife does it because I'm especially like so. I'm I'm honestly the time. I'm sure she would argue with me. The time isn't as much during basketball season as my brain is not in my home. And that's um, you know you know if we've got a game, we just play Eastbrook. You know and. Now we've got, you know, Norwell coming up or Yorktown coming up. I'm just walking my house pacing all night right. trying to f- figure out, oh, how can I, you know, oh, this kid can't play as much, so how can I make sure that he doesn't <laughs> rebel on me when I don't start him? And this kid deserves to start, so how yep. can I make sure to put him? In his, and the, those kind of decisions are just so um, big, and, you know, it, it causes a lot of stress and anxiety. And for her to put up with me and um, for me to come home and not have to be stressed about my home life, uh-huh. um, I, again, I – just could not i i definitely uh married way above my pay grade um and and but i'm also gonna go ahead and reap the benefits from, from being lucky enough to marry right so um again my wife you know i i wouldn't be a basketball coach if she didn't let me be a basketball right, coach right. so um she sacrifices more than i sacrifice and again i couldn't be more lucky to have um not such a beautiful wife but such a talented and smart wife at right. the same time well that's interesting you're talking about that like you're pacing the floor you're thinking well this this kid can't play or whatever so let's throw a couple scenarios out there let's say i don't know you got a it's thursday you got a game the next night one of your players doesn't show up to practice yeah and you know how some of these kids are well i didn't feel good but then next day at school you hear through the grapevine well he's with his girlfriend yeah so Man, those those situations used to be a lot easier to take care of. <laughs> yeah. um, but, it, I mean, honestly, it's, so what we tell the kids is, you know, if, if you're not here, you're not here. And mm-hmm. if you're not here, you're missing out. And so, um, you know, uh, we've had that situation several times in the last few years, and, and there's just no – there's just no way out of it, you know, and, and sometimes it's difficult and I get put, especially COVID really made it difficult Oh yeah. because before COVID, if you missed, I could just be like, no, you're right. lying. Right. And, mm-hmm. But now because of COVID, any little, if they say I had COVID, uh-huh. I can't do, you know, I can't do anything about that. Uh-huh. Even if I know they're lying, Yep. I really don't know if they're lying. True. And you know, it's, it's kind of the way the world is at Ooh. this moment. You know, it's, if you say you got COVID, I can't fight that. I also can't ask you to see your test. And right. I can't say, yeah, right. you know, I can't do anything it, like that. If so. we took that variable out of the situation. <laughs> yeah. They play or don't play. Oh, they don't play. Um, and so like we, we've had that situation several times and, and so it, it depends on the situation. Every situation's a little bit different, but yeah, I mean, um, I, if you miss if you miss the day before we have a game, you're definitely not starting, right? Um, and you're probably not playing the first half. And you know, depending on who you are and, and you know what issues you might have, if it's the first time, if you went to a Cleveland um, Cavaliers basketball game on the Friday and we had a game <laughs> Saturday, you ain't gonna see the floor. You're gonna sit on the bench. Um, you know, but if, if you had a funeral, but if you have yeah, a funeral, yeah, right, So yeah. you have a funeral on Friday, you might. You 
you know, you might, you know, that those situations, yeah. you know, you've got to make sure. So if Landon, his senior year, would have had a funeral on Friday and we needed and we played on Saturday, he's going to start Saturday because right. he's put in the time. He, he's yeah. shown me that I trust him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, he left to go to a funeral because that's what life brought him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, his teammates know he's put in the time, he's put in the yep. work. But yep. if you've got a kid that's not been consistent mm-hmm. and he's had issues being consistent and he misses practice, that's a mm-hmm. whole different um, – he's not built the trust to be able to do that, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So um, it's every situation is a little bit different, but um, especially today, um, you've got to make sure that, you know, kids get away with more than they've gotten away with in the past. And so what's my job? My job is to, if, if I'm letting kids get away with things that – you know, that, that struggle with it or maybe lives aren't that great, then what am I doing for the kids that, you know, that are consistent, mm-hmm. that, you know, have a better home life, you right. know? Yep. So it's, you can't always just, you know, yeah. reach down and help, help, help. At some point, you've got to set an expectation line, and those kids have to come up and join you. Um, and I think that's also where people grow. And kids, you right. know, that's, yep. that's what they need is that, mm-hmm. that line of expectation because I don't – the more I'm getting into it, the less I agree that we need to make things easier for our kids. Mm-hmm. The less I agree with that. I think a lot of people think there's nothing you can do. I think that uh, is a lie. I, think, it, if you, um, I yep. think if you listen to that podcast we had with Gonzo, I mean, you could, you know, it's it, it, you can tell it's like things have been made so easy now. Uh-huh. Kids are just ready to yeah. okay, oh, I'm done, yeah. and walk away. Yep. And, and it's and it's a shame because. Later on in life, you don't get to do that. Yeah, no. And that's and I think that's and I used to be the opposite. I used to really reach down and like, hey, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you. Mm-hmm. But then you know, over a few years, I realized I'm helping you, and you're staying with us. But I'm 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 kind of like capping how good everybody else can be because I'm always coming down and helping you. Right. And then I can't keep everybody else consistent because they see you, and maybe you're having maybe you don't have the same structure at home. But it doesn't matter. That's mm-hmm. I mean, life just doesn't work. If you want to, you know, if we're going to better our lives, we've got to come up. We can't stay where we're at. We right. can't come down. Right. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a big lesson that I think that I've learned over the years is kids will kids will go to where you want them to be. Yep. And, you know, especially right now, you know, five years ago, I couldn't say that. I mm-hmm. had, you know, we didn't have the competition to be able to do that. Right now, we've got the competition. Right. If you're not coming, mm-hmm. if you're not there, you're getting passed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it's just that simple at this point. You know? And that's um, another spot that's really great for me to be in because now I don't have to reach down. You know, I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you, but you've got to come up to where my everybody else. Everybody right. else is already up here. So if you're not up here with us, i got to leave you behind. Um, and usually when we have that talk, they scurry on up and they get on the same level yeah. and do what everybody else is doing. It's kind of like um, you talked earlier, expectations. Yeah. You know what they are, you... Come on. Well, because it, because over even like this summer, um, you know, I had a few kids that should have been starting and playing every single game, but um, if they're not at weights every day, um, then then they couldn't start. And so then you've got kids that all of a sudden aren't at weights every. Well, what's weights have to do with basketball? Well, if you're not at weights, what what you know, Preston McCann's at weights every day. Uh-huh. You know, Jackson Ott's at weights every day. So yep. why are you why are you better than them? Uh huh. Um, and so you know that, and, and so then we had kids that you know probably should have played the whole game that didn't play hardly any of the game. Uh-huh. Um, and then they got mad about it, and they, you know that, and that's when you learn your lesson, you know, because that's you know what, so what you you don't have to be here. Everybody else does. Right. Do you right. think it's getting harder to get kids to motivate themselves? 
No, because yes and no. I think for basketball right now, I think we're in a great spot because, um, like I said, that competition is there, and we've got kids that are bought in. And so if you're not on that train, you're just going to get left behind. But I would say when I starting – Yes, it is very – so I've been a head coach for four years. The first two years it was pulling teeth to do anything but have open gym. So skill work, um, it was just not something anybody wanted to do. Everybody just wanted to come in and play, like PE, you know, just compete, mm-hmm. which is great. You need to compete. Right. That is a right. huge piece of, you know, you know, Tabit Galt, Connor Wilson, Elijah Bounds, that really good team, Jared May, That's that was all comp- competing. Right. That was all – they got good competing. Um, and Jared May really worked hard and became a really good individual, you know, skilled um, 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 athlete. But everybody else, they were just competitors. Yep. Um, and so then we had, you know, comp- we still got those that really bred competition in the basketball um, world for us. But now we've got competition and we've got work ethic and we've got skill development. Um, and I think that's where really we've been trying to get. You go look at Fishers, you go look right. at Carmel, you mm-hmm. go look at um, you, you know Lawrence North. That's what you're seeing. You know you're seeing um, kids that have a lot of comp, com, you know, competitive ability, but they're also putting in the time, right. and not just skill wise, but weight room wise. Because mm-hmm. um, at three A, if, if if you're not becoming bigger, faster, stronger, you aren't going to compete. Um, and so you know that's again, I think we're in a good spot with our all of our programs at mm-hmm. Mississippi Wall. Um, building athletes and then building skilled players outside of that. Perfect. That's all right. Now we know you as a coach. You know you probably you probably live and breathe basketball twenty four seven. So let's throw a couple other little scenarios at you. Fourth quarter, you're down one. You got the ball on the baseline. You got to go the length of the court. How many plays you already have in your head that you're going to try? No, I've got about five right now. How much time do I have? How much time do I have? That's a big question. You That's got 14 it. seconds. Ooh. So, yeah, 14 seconds. The It depends. So you're always looking, especially as a head basketball coach, how can you get the ball in your best player's hands mm-hmm. in a situation for to make to be successful? Because their team also knows you're going to put the ball in the best player's hands. So, like, sectional championship um when we won sectionals a few years ago um my best player scoring wise was landon swan so the ball was going to go into landon's hands and um so that's that's what we did so the ball went into landon's hands and we came off a play that we ran you know all year long we were extremely comfortable with um at the end of the game obviously everybody took away landon and boom there's hayden Ulrich wide Mm -hmm. open gets fouled right away puts in two free throws and seals the deal for us um and you know so and it, that's really my goal is how can I get it – how can I facilitate my best player to make a great decision, whether right. that's for him uh-huh. or whether that's for one of his teammates. Because if your best player has the ball, it's not just his defender watching him. It's somebody else's defenders right. watching him. Um, and, 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 again, my philosophy, um, last year we definitely weren't there. But two years ago um, we were pretty close. Three years ago we led the, na- or the state in assists for 90% of, of, of the year. Um, and that's you know that's that's what it's got to be. You got great players. You know Logan Barnes is a freshman, and I think he's going to be one of the best basketball players that has come through Mississippi. Really, good deal. Maybe ever. Like I really do have a lot of faith in him. Like, and that's calling it pretty early, but I've seen him play, and I've seen his work ethic, and I've seen his belief in himself, and I think he's going to be a great player, mm-hmm. um, as good as he wants to be. Um, and, and and again, it's 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 you know that that focus and that drive that's going to get. Um, him and, and his teammates to, to where they want to be and so we, we want to get the ball into Logan and Logan's hands and Jackson's hands and Preston's hands and in our scorers hands but when 
that whatever happens, you know, we want to be able to make a, a, um, a decision and a confident decision. So right. somebody steps up, takes away Jackson, he finds Logan. You know, right. we're reading defenders instead of just playing offense. Mm-hmm. And, and really that's um, – if you can do that, it doesn't matter what play you run. As long as you get, you get the ball into your teammates' hands and you get them in a good position, something good will happen from it. You know, this next one might be tough. Conrad and I have debated on this before. Okay, let's say, well, let's play. We're in the first half. We're down 10, 12 points. With our starters. Then you make some changes. Mm-hmm. Your substitute gets back in the game. You go in halftime tied or up a bucket. Who's going to be on the floor in the third quarter? Uh, that's a tough question. That's, that's that is, so that's, that's we, we a battle. We watch it all man. the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's such a battle because, man, if you figure out the answer to that question, I need to know it because I, I don't know the answer to that question. It's, it's, you know, a lot of times as a head coach, it, it, it depends on how good you are, zero through ten. A lot of times it's, do you, is, your start, is your starting five focused? Are, do they have energy mm-hmm. or are they having a problem mentally? And right. if they're having a problem mentally – Let's get other guys in the game so mm-hmm. they can fix their problem mentally. I think Bob Knight said a bench that best is that you know the bench is the best teacher. You go yeah, sit there yeah. and then you'll figure everything else out from <laughs> exactly. there. Exactly. So, well, um, I'm going to say this: it's so much easier coaching from the stands. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I would leave. I would leave the guys that got us back in the game. In. Yeah. But I'm probably wrong. Well, see, and that's that's kind of the answer I was hoping because actually you're going at halftime and you're probably looking at those kids you took out and what's their mental attitude right yeah. now yeah is it worth it to put them back in yeah. and, and that's did they did they, did and they it just get depends it or not? because right. sometimes they get it and right. if they get mm-hmm. it yeah let's you know go. i'm now now if, if we have a group so it's like uh if we have if we have a kid come in that's not gotten a lot of minutes and he plays fantastic i'm an idiot if i don't play him for the rest of the game because not now i mean that's confidence and confidence mm-hmm. is everything in basketball um any great basketball player you see you say what's the most important thing I guarantee you they're going to say it's confidence because if you don't have confidence, you're just not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a kid, so a kid that, you know, that hasn't played a lot and he's playing well, he needs to play more because mm-hmm. all that confidence is, it will just build and breed on itself. But at the same time, you know, you've got to make sure that, you know, your, your players that, you know, are, are maybe just having a bad day, but maybe you're your best players. We've got to get them back on track. Right. So usually, um, you know, if, if they're having a mental problem, um, they got to fix their mental problem, mm-hmm. or they don't play at all, and if, then they get another chance. And if they can figure it out, they figure it out. But yep. um, you know, I, you've, I've seen it what, what, several what? times where you come in and play better. And Colin Yoder's one, his sophomore mm-hmm. year, he, nobody was, nobody knew any of the plays, and it was Grant Four, and I was frustrated. And Colin was just a little sophomore, and I was like, "Get in, Colin!" And all of a sudden, he took that opportunity, and he never didn't. He he didn't start right. He started every game for the rest after of his that. career mm-hmm. after that. So. Um, you know that's that's kind of the opportunity, and, yeah. and, and you know if you leave the door open for somebody else, look at Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember Drew Bledsoe; he was pretty good. <laughs> yes, he, um, was. he was. Drew Bledsoe dang. came out one time, and Tom Brady took it yeah. for the rest of the world. So yeah. uh, that's I, I tell our kids all the time: it's, my vision might not be for you to be a varsity basketball player ever or next year, but you can change my vision. Mm-hmm. That's up to you. And, right. and you know, Cree Young is one that you know mm-hmm. really did that. Ty Newsom did that. Um, Preston McCann's doing that right now, um, so that's you know that's that's the exciting part uh, about my job is I get to see that. So like, when you look at a player, and and the player that you want, you know, on the floor, what intangibles do they have? 
that you are looking for? So what we try to breed is, is, is grittiness. So next, you know, living in the moment, not living in the past, not living in the future, which is really hard to do in basketball, but, you know, living from play to play and just making sure that you are competing at the highest, you know, level that you can. Um, and at the same time, that, and that's not physical effort. That's m- probably more so mental effort. It's, you know, I tell the guys all the time, effort is just your expectation. Like, I can't be coaching you playing hard. Like, you've got to have that piece so we can do the rest of what we want to do. Um, and, 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 and so, I, you know, that's, you know, if, if we've got kids that are, that are working their butts off if, and, and, and you, know, you know, making mistakes but learning from those mistakes, then that's really what we want. You know, I want kids that are, that are hungry on defense where I feel like I have been absolutely blessed um, because I had Anthony Horton and Anthony Horton graduated and I had Hayden Ulrich. Mm-hmm. And those two kids love defense. Right. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And I've honestly, I've played a lot of basketball and I've been a lot part of a playing and coaching and I've, I've never been a part of a team that loves to play defense like, you know, some of these kids have. Right. And, and really, they've, that's bled into everybody else. And so, you know, one of our favorite practice sessions is shell, which is usually, I think, every single team's least favorite part of right. what they're doing yep. at practice. Our kids love it. They slap the floor. They get after it. Um, and I think a few years ago, you really saw, um, you know, two, three years ago, you really saw, you know, what you know, a good defensive team could be. Um, and then, you know, last year we had, a, a, you know, our, we were just a little bit unbalanced in, in you know, our athletes and, 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 you know, defensively what we could do. Um, but, again, I think by the end of the year they figured out, you know, how to play mm-hmm. defense in a different way than, um, than we had in the past and kind of finished the year um, confident there. I mean, we, we stopped a Noblesville team that was, you know, a top ten in right. the state uh-huh. in every, you know, um, level. No, Norwell, I think, finished you know top twenty, mm-hmm. um, and, and we were able to beat two of those teams because of our of our defense. So, yep. um, you know, that's 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 the part that you know Hayden's gone now, Anthony's gone now, and we've got a bunch of kids that love to play defense. Um, and again, without those two guys leading the way, we wouldn't have that. So, yeah, and, and that's what I try to tell all these kids I work with. I said, you don't have to worry about being the top scorer. I said. Know your role, yeah. whether it's defense, whether it's rebound. I look back, Heisman schemes. Yeah. He wasn't a scorer, no. but how many charges did he take? Yeah, and that's that is where I'm disappointed in how basketball. What's happened to basketball mm-hmm. is the NBA is better than it used to be. I can watch it. They're actually playing. They're actually running some really like great plays. Right. Like it's smart basketball now. Um, but you know the one-on-one scoring is so important. Thing is really messed things up because mm-hmm. if you look at great players. They're passing. Luke Brown, you know, one of the top five probably scorers in Indiana ever, Uh passed first. Yeah. 11 assists a Mm -hmm. game. Like, that, he's not shooting. Landon Swanner. I I mean, I wish I could beg him to shoot more. Shoot the ball every time you touch it, Landon. But, again, we won a sectional championship because of his passing, not Uh because of his shooting. Uh, And, like, I tell the guy, like, I don't care if you can score. I'll play open gym. My favorite thing to do is pass, Uh facilitate, because that's what real basketball is. Real basketball is not how good can you go Uh one-on-one. That's a piece of it. Right. But if you're doing that, then your teammates aren't touching the ball. Your teammates Uh don't want to play defense the whole game. Right. they got to touch it sometimes. Uh Um, And and if they don't, when they do touch it, I guarantee you they're going to chuck it because they haven't touched the ball for five possessions. You know, you look at, you know, know, some – the best teams, the best players score-wise, rarely, Damon Bailey an exception, we've had some mm-hmm. exceptions, um, rarely do their team win the most. 
um, if you really look at those scores. So mm-hmm. um, every once in a while you have somebody that is just an elite scorer and right. um, really takes their team to a different level. But, I mean, that's great that, you know, you know I'm not going to name names, but you're a great basketball player. Right. You really right. are a great individual basketball player. Right. But look at what happens after high school. Uh-huh. Um, you know what I mean? I yeah. would take somebody that makes the whole team better yeah. over, you know, having a great score. Well, and I'd say that, you know, really I think in the background of what I feel like Mississippi basketball is, it, is it's a lot of Chance Young. Um, you know, when I was eight years old, that's when he graduated high school. And, you know, the energy that, you know, he and Pete Watson had back then, mm-hmm. um, that was some fun stuff, you know. And then, you know, all through, even before he was my head coach, you know, we were playing over in Converse League where everybody used to play yep, every summer. Yep. And everyone was like, oh, I remember Chance Young. Like, he was a pass-first guy. Like, he could score whenever he wanted, but he always wanted to make his teammates better. And, and that before he was my head coach, right. that's what I knew uh-huh. about him. Um, and then he became my head coach, and that same thing. It was, mm-hmm. it was, you're a great player when you're a multiplier. Right. When you are great, but you multiply and make the people around you great. Uh-huh. Which um, our best players, Anthony Horton, um, Landon Swanner, that we've had, that's what they were. Tay McClung. Mm-hmm. Um, Tay McClung was a pa- like the reason Tay McClung was so good is he was the best passing big man I've right. ever seen. And yep. you know when he was not a black hole when he got it he scored when he should have scored and he passed when he should have mm-hmm. passed and that was you know why we were as good as we were. Right. Hayden Allrick, you know you know think of you know the games last year when yeah he scored but when the games we won he scored and he I mean he found his teammates like mm-hmm. like in, in an impressive impressive way um, and I, you know when. And I, you know, I, I used to, I started this saying a few years ago: is what separates a human from a monkey? You throw a bunch of bananas in the middle of a bunch of monkeys; they're going to tear each other apart. They're going to tear the bananas apart. It's going to be mayhem. But you take a bunch of humans and you throw bananas in a bunch of front, front of a bunch of humans; they're going to take care of each other. Yep. They're going to feed each other. They're going to make sure everybody's fed, and they're going to have, um, you know, society and a community. And that's what you know. If you're out playing basketball and you just keep trying to take all the bananas, uh-huh. well, it's not going to go well in, for anybody. <laughs> right? You know, we've got to make sure that we're providing and multiplying and taking care of everybody. And um, again, that's that's where I think Mississippi basketball, our culture is. And um, again, you know, it's it's. I think we're going to start seeing, you know. That, that that divide that's been weird between middle school and high school where we've had the best teams, maybe because we're a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. um, but I think because we're talented at those levels yep. too, um, I think you're going to see that that multiply into, hey, and all of a sudden, yeah, we have a great middle school program, but now, whoa, hey, you know, there's, you can't even compete with them in the CIC, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you know and, and, and the schedule that we have now, you know, you know, uh, you know, we're winning, you know, if we win 15 games with the schedule we have, Woo. I mean, yeah. we're going to be going to a that's, state championship. Uh-huh. Like that's that's the kind of things. Uh-huh. Like that's that's where I want to get. Um, is because the whole goal, the whole philosophy is we want to be a state program team. And right. what does that mean? That means that everybody knows like who we are, not who we are, but what we are. Right. Yep. Um, and and they want to copy that. And mm-hmm. I think you know stealing from IWU was helpful. And um, you know I think that we're we're getting to the point where we're getting players in, we're getting students in, mm-hmm. um, and, and because of our sports programs at times, and right. because of our, our school programs at, at times. And again, if, um, if if we keep you know just doing the best for our students, I think people will see that, and um, you know Miss Cinewall continue to grow into what it's becoming. Yep, and it will. And that, that's like you said, you know, because I read a book a few years ago, and the author said that. I became a better basketball player when I started making my teammates better. So you yeah. got to get that. We'll get there. You ready? 
You ready for the next segment? Yeah. We'll All right. That. Give it to him. We went a little bit over. Ooh. Oh, we're fine. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> All right. We'll go. Let me throw some questions at you real quick. And you yep. just, just give me a quick answer. Sure. You're having a barbecue. You want water, tea, or lemonade? Tea. Okay. Burger brought or a hot dog? Burger. <laughs> What's your favorite sport to watch? Golf. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Basketball, <laughs> golf, both of them are about tied. College basketball? Yes, college. Yeah, yeah. Yep. me too. Okay, who's your favorite collegiate team? Any sport? <sighs> I'd say Notre Dame. Football? Basketball? Notre, Notre Dame just... football, I would say Indiana basketball. Okay. Purdue basketball, I mean, it's weird, but <laughs> my sister went to Purdue, but I was an IU fan, so it kind of they evened out. You're kind of like Mangus. He, he's playing for the men of Mackey right now, but he was an IU fan growing up. Okay. Favorite professional team? Any sport? Uh, Colts. Okay. Go Colts. All right, now, I, I want to know your favorite athlete of all time. It could be high school, college, pro. That's Grant Hill. Grant Hill. That's Grant Hill played for the Pistons for a long time. Yep. yep. I, he was. I always thought the way he played the game was was impressive. Mm-hmm. And again, he was a facilitator, yeah. but he was a great scorer at mm-hmm. the same time. He battled. Uh, and Reggie Miller. I mean, it's probably Reggie Miller, but <laughs> I think everybody says Reggie Miller. That's my age, so that's why I go with Grant Hill. Best high school athlete you've ever seen. Ooh, best high school athlete I've ever seen. Dominique James. Okay. He was so he he went and played at Marquette. He was five foot six, maybe. Wow. Um, and one of the best basketball. He played for Tom Crean at Marquette. Um, he played a little bit. He hurt his knee, but played a little bit of professional ball. But he was five foot six, and I I'm convinced he could jump over the backboard. It was really? one of the most impressive um, things. And then I would say, you know, if you want to put size into the equation, like he was the best athlete. But Greg Oden was. I mean, that was a force that I oh, yeah. never experienced and uh-huh. still hadn't experienced ever since. Um, you know, his his ability matched with his size uh-huh. was just stupid. It wasn't fair. It was, yeah, uh, And if he wouldn't have got hurt, he would have been the same oh, thing in yep. the NBA. I'm sure. <laughs> that, that's sad. Didn't but you guys have that? I would say, right, like in the last few years, it was probably Jalen Blackman. Okay. I mean, he was, he was impressive what he could do and how he could create for himself and um, his speed, his quickness was—it was impossible, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to sit down. Yes, with we us. do. Sorry about the lawnmower, but yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah we're in a garage. No, so. I appreciate it, man. You guys, fun time talking to you guys. I think what you guys are doing for our community is fantastic, and um, you know, I think it's needed around here. Yeah, I think it's really that's what we're off. trying. That's what we're trying. We yeah, got a couple sponsors we need to shout out. Yeah, we want to give a shout out to Beast Prince. And uh, if you need a realtor, give Jen- Jennifer Schwanner a call at Nicholson 2.0. She'll sell your house, or she'll help you buy one. Yeah, either or. <laughs> and we uh, we got a new sponsor, uh, Mama Pier- Pearson. So pour in. We want to thank them. And uh, again, we want to give a shout out to our beverage sponsor. Onan Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs. Specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest, now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC.